it's not about like I've been there, but I've done that. No, I've barely scraped away from it being just about human. Um, the toxicity that that you're around when when you're in the front lines and one side is shouting to the other side and, and the gas. And if you can just come away from that feeling a little human, then then you 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 know you're lucky. Welcome. What up? To the habits of the few. What we got for them? Where we discuss habits, rituals, and mindset tactics that you can use to reach your version of success. Yeah. And now here's your host, Mona Bolsi. Um, you know, there was really no plan. Um, I didn't take it as an opportunity to do one thing or another. I just saw the third precinct burning in Minneapolis and there was a power there, you know, um, whether you're on the left or the right or wherever you are on the political spectrum, um, like the power of the people versus the government kind of thing. Um, you know, your cookie cutter, whatever it is. Um, and I'm a filmmaker and I'm a documentarian and, um, if I wasn't down there, then what's the point? Um, so I actually went down that, that, that on, I think the second day of the Portland protests. Um, and I was really pissed off about the fact that nobody else wanted to go. I asked my friend, um, I asked a couple of the people from the Portland film community and nobody wanted to go. And, um, so I actually went down and I came back, um, to, my house again and i sat in the parking lot for a minute and then i went back because um i knew i had to do it and and i wanted the safety of having somebody around me and i didn't and um and after that day uh you know we didn't stop i met eric and i met my producer um as well and um we filmed a lot and uh we've uh gone through a lot i think physically and mentally and spiritually <laughs> yeah it seems like there's been quite the roller coaster of perspective um and and being able to see things um from a wide array of angles which i think most people tend to have the myself included tend to be looking at things from one particular lens right well the thing is that is not a bad thing necessarily that's just the human thing to do what i mean by that is facts for regular people come from a reputable source, right? Those are facts that somebody else has gathered, um, but they're not really your facts. And that's okay because we have to live our own lives and we have to um, work and take care of our kids and all that stuff. So what when it really does matter is when the facts we think are facts affect other people, right? Because of what we think. And then you have to do the due diligence of figuring out if what we believe is right and the way we act um, is actually the right thing because it, it affects your surrounding. And that, that's the case in, a, in, in the world today where people believe one thing or another to be a fact and then um, a whole bunch of other people are affected by it, their actions. Yeah, and that's the, that's the sad thing about it all. I'd have to agree is that we tend to we tend to overlook that because we're all entitled to our opinion right like you know what i believe in my faith my uh cultural background the the 
the the bubble that I grew up in, right? The the circle that was designed around my my morals and my personification of living and my perspective and how I treat others and how I allow people to treat me and blah, 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 blah. Those are all these, these, these lenses that we grew up developing and you're right. But at the, at the end of the day becomes an opinion or your own perception of the world through your own lens. You're, but you know, the moment that it starts to affect other people, you can't call that factual fact is fact, you know, perception is perception. And that's, that's the, I think that's the biggest misconception when it comes to uh, how our society has been dealing with things, because which I really want to transition into this conversation with you is, you know, as you were as you were documenting this process to then having to edit everything, going through the footage and like, did you were you did you feel the emotions that you felt while you were recording in the first place, being there presently in that moment? And then after the experience had left you and you were sitting down on your computer to go through all of this footage in order to edit and, and being able to piece them together to be able to portray, you know, and, and from the pieces that I've seen, man, it was absolutely magnificent. Like it was, um, it was, it was just spectacular. Well, well the thing <clears throat> is that it's not, um, it's, it's not, we don't, I, <laughs> I'm being the director and like being in the middle of all this and then putting those pieces together that you saw, for example, um, when I watch it, it's, you're very numb to it at that point. Um, it's just that it's just almost like markers that you've lived through already. Right. Um, going to film at like 10 o'clock and coming back early in the morning or, um, just on and on and on daily, uh, that's that's the routine, right? Um, initially, when I went, um, I didn't even know what what I was doing with my life. Like I I just didn't understand it, but I knew it was important. And clicks form. The journalists on one end, you know, the left, the right, whatever in all scenarios. But um, my thing was to stay away from any sort of clicks. I, I know one really good journalist in Portland, but other than that, I've not really, nothing against them, but I've not really tried to get into that group, right? Um, we wanted to try and observe first. And when you observe, when you truly observe, you get a sense of what's happening in a way that you don't normally see when you're tunnel visioning through something right say i mean we've been tackled by the feds we've been shot at with rubber bullets um i was blind for 30 minutes at the capitol building um all of these things are not things that have spurred any sort of like negativity towards anybody that's that's done anything to me i've been punched um a couple times in dc um and i've been rescued by Antifa when feds have you know tried to knock me on my ass I've I've been when I was blind for 30 minutes it was it was the uh, Trump supporters that were helping and guiding me through things right I'm a brown guy right um so all of that comes through just observing and being objective about things um and that is in this day and age you have to be a little crazy to be in that stance to begin with because 
um it's i don't know man it's a it's a weird mentality um and it's not any credit to me and that's another thing actually none of this none of this i see with pride i've lost so much doing this you know um i've i've it's not about like i've been there but i've done that no i've barely scraped away from it being just about human um the toxicity that that you're around when when you're on the front lines and one side is shouting to the other side and 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 the gas and 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 everything um if you can just come away from that feeling a little human then then you've you've you know you're lucky um so that's how i feel i can feel the emotion to your voice and even though five minutes ago you said that you're almost numb to it reviewing it seems like it's still still taking its toll on you and which isn't a a bad thing again that's you're human and the the fact that the fact that it is you know says to me that it was more than impactful in your life and 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 to me it's like a whirlwind of emotions that you would have to experience in order to almost be subjective to this entire whirlwind of chaos it seemed like you were experiencing well um i'm not numb to the toxicity that i faced right i i I absorbed through those events i'm just numb to what one person does to another um and and that that's where the difference is when it comes to the story i'm not phased by anything now um <laughs> there's there's nothing that can phase me in terms of what i've seen um but when you're in the middle of it and you're just this sponge absorbing this toxicity that that is something that i'm still struggling with um and and you know you have good days and bad days and I've, I've, I've woken up screaming, um, at points. And I mean, that's what you do when you have a certain drive to find out, or when you have a certain drive to really, really discover what's on the other side of the veil. Um, and that's, you know, even that, like I can equate all this to uh, a cause like for the greater good or whatever, man, like I'm in a place after this documentary where I see things for what it is. Like I, since you asked earlier, like um, I grew up in two islands, right? Um, I grew up um, in one island that had a civil war for 20 years. And um, when I was a kid, uh, I've seen, you know, when I was four years old, I see dead bodies folding on rivers. I've, I've seen um, people hung on, on land posts, um, dead. Uh, I have seen, I've at night, you could hear the rustling of leaves around our house as people in, with guns, like walk around our house, like looking for, uh, one group or, or another, right? Like looking for communists or whatever. There was a communist uprising at one point. Anyway, the point is that like, when it's so normal, when your childhood is so normal, where like dead body is not something that your parents will like try and take you aside and like explain um then that 
is a certain there's a certain level of like I don't know what it is. There's something that's ingrained in you that like gives you that need to figure out a better way forward and it's in your blood. And um and on one end it's my own selfish need why I'm doing this. Uh, my need to find out um through those scars that I have in my childhood, right? Um it's and and being real like that um is why I believe in myself that I can do this documentary. Um, you know? <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing that. I I, <clears throat> I can relate to you on 5%. I, I grew up in a world where, you know, gunfire was the norm and bombs hitting buildings was just another day, which is why Beirut was known to be uh, the place where everybody lived as if though it was their last day on earth precisely for that reason. Um, so I, I can, I can sympathize slightly. I, I love the fact that you're trying to utilize <clears throat> those emotions and those childhood scars into almost like a creative outlet that could be the most spectacular work of art in, 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 correlation though and understanding that that work of art is based on the reality of which the world is as it was during that time as it is today even i mean the 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 complexity behind <clears throat> chaos and and misjudgment and the news being a giant bold-faced lie to people's perception is it's like the biggest conundrum that I could possibly think of. And <clears throat> I just, I, I, I really, really hope like my, my thing is I hope that people can come, come, come to this documentary and look at it from, from like almost unbiased, lenses right they're coming to this thing and they're looking at it as is i think that's the biggest thing that we as a society face today which is <clears throat> we're coming and again going back to the lens thing and i understand it humanizes you but but to to have some sort of understanding that like just look at this as it is versus as the lens that you look through right it's like i'm looking through it from mo's lens but I need to get out of Mo's lens, which is my lens, and I need to look at it <clears throat> from just a generic lens because this is this is the world as it is today, yesterday, whatever, right? And, and and here's the thing: we we always, you know, say to ourselves, "We're the good guys, right? We're the ones that are doing the right thing." I'm doing the right thing here. I'm, um, and those guys are wrong, right? I, and 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 that's the thing: like when you introspect deep enough, like they're all people on the left and the right or, or whatever positions people take on the field here. Um, they all have some sort of moral foundation to what they're doing. Um, and, and at the same time, like, you know, that's a like, just cut the crap. You know, um, even even when it comes to being politically correct these days, like I get. I get, you know, 
I can't I can't even judge that because I, I know the consequences of being politically correct these days and politically incorrect these days. Right. Let me re- let me rephrase that. I, I know the. I know the consequences of being politically incorrect these days, but at the same time, when you look at the way the world was before this, before this, like the last 10, 15 years of what's been going on and and now people are a lot more sensitive and and I, I, I wouldn't be able to do this documentary if I was sensitive that way. I, I have to be real with myself. I have to I have to tell myself the hard truths of who I am and what I have become through this documentary and and what my flaws are and how I can improve them. Right. We always look outside. We don't look inside. If we were better people, if I am a better person now than I was yesterday. Then that's the start. It's not about me making you a better person. It's about me being a better person so that I can I can resonate with my my inner calling in terms of what I want to do in the world and then move forward with with a conviction. It's not about glamorizing anything. It's not about saying, you know what, I'm a good man. Like like that's it's okay to be whatever it is. Like none of that matters. Like like you sitting on the toilet in the morning is not the guy that comes out when you open the door. It's somebody else. You have to face the world and you have to, you have to blend into the world in one way, the niceties and all this stuff. Like this is real shit. You know, people are divided left and right. How many people have died in the last hundred years that we could have possibly saved if people had a little more common sense and introspection. So you know what? Um, on my my end screw all this like you know um i'm just doing this because um it's my own struggle it's all my own scar and and i want to find people that have that same drive and that's how i found the, the people i work with like eric didn't join this project because we were on his side you know he he joined because he had that same urge that was beyond him um and there are people in this world like that that are um working for less serving um volunteering at uh refugee camps around the world or you know or or on one end of the world or another um there are people that um really just are selfless in a way to to provide for your fellow human being. And, and, and that's what, that's the truth, right? Like that's, that's reality. That's the reality that we need to strive for um, where there's no more, (laughs) there's no more um, sensitivity has nothing to do with it. Um, (laughs) You know, insecurity has nothing to do with it. Like we can't be insecure and try to save the world at the same time. We just need to roll our we just need to roll our sleeves up and and just head to work. I think what my well, I think what I want people to take away from it is I think I I think what I want is for people to get a front seat within all that chaos. Um it's one thing to tell them this is how it is and that's this is how it isn't right and just like you said earlier about coming to it with an open mind 
I've gone beyond that at this point with this documentary. It doesn't matter who comes to the to watch this. It it it's it's spoon feeding some raw reality to people about how our fellow human beings act and behave and how one reality and another reality are and how the solution is not a or b it's like 35 on the other side like it's not a middle ground it's it's just seeing reality for what it is and um and i i would love to share some more clips with you that will like really make you understand things in a way that um in a way how we're trying to do this and and i i also want to say that like i agreed to do this podcast with you um and i wanted to do it uh but at the same time you know i don't even know if this is going to be content that's that you can use um so if you can't use it that's totally fine too and i apologize for using your time with this but um this is a um this is the this is a really really deep this is a really really deep topic and and i want people to sacrifice something after they've seen this documentary to say you know what this is enough we've seen something and something needs to change it's not about saying, pointing to the other side and saying that's wrong or this is wrong. Look at the divide. I mean, look at look at the debates that we have. Look at look at the left and the right and whatever it is. Like nobody is going to the other side to see why they think the way they do. It's just that you sit on your own pedestal and you point the finger at the other side. All I'm saying is, you know, right and wrong may exist, but that doesn't move us forward as a human race. We need to figure out a solution, right? And, and where do we figure out this solution? And that is the real question I want people to wonder. You know, it's, it's so prolific. And I think you made a valid point that <clears throat> it's hard to, it's hard for people to say, Hey, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to point the finger. I want to know why you think the way that you think. Why is it that you have that perspective? And if we have this, if we have this more, if, if we all live more of like philosophical than we did, um, you know, with, with these extremes, like these definite extremes, like I'm right. And this is why I'm right. There's absolutely no reason <clears throat> or no understanding or no logic that can prove that I am wrong. And those extremes are what are causing this divide. And then, and then, you know, when you want, if you want to call it manipulation, if you want to call it, you know, perception, if you want to call it, you know, a different viewpoint, whatever the case may be, ultimately, <clears throat> one thing is for certain, and that is we are divided and, and we can't seem to grasp what the other, what the other side, what the other person is, is trying to convey because, we are so in our own heads that we believe we are right and, and everything is just definite. And that makes things so complicated that how are you even to have a car? Like, I'll give you an example. You ever, what was that one? There's this one quote that's so true. I forget who said it, but 
don't ever argue with a stupid person because a stupid person will win every time they've had more practice. And, and I, and I really believe that I'm not saying I'm not in here to insult anybody, but the, the fact of the matter is like, you know, some, like if you get an argument with someone and they, all they're doing is trying to raise their voice to adhere <clears throat> and show dominance, right? Like that's, that's right. them being right. You have one of two options. A, you can get louder than that person. Nothing gets resolved or B, you can walk away and still nothing gets resolved because the person that you're having this argument with isn't in a position to be, to, to want to listen or hear the other side. And I feel like that's what we're constantly seeing in our world is, yeah, one person shouting, the other person either trying to raise their voice or leave the room. <clears throat> Do you agree? Yeah. And, and, and the thing is that like extremism is everywhere. I used to say this to like, <laughs> I used to say this to my friend a long time ago, like extremism is not in the Middle East. It's everywhere you look. Right. I mean, that's a, um, or, or that is a, um, stereotypical thing to say right oh you know back in 2000 well when i came to college um but um it's it's everywhere and 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 the thing is that there's a segment um i hope to have it in the final documentary um when it comes out is uh when this girl is pleading with this uh cop right come to our side come to our side you know like what are you doing man i don't understand and she's crying she's in tears and she's pleading with this cop this cop is looking um, straight into her eyes and he's, he's one of the feds. So he came out of the city, right. Uh, when it was the peak of the protests in Portland and you can see his face and, and then, and the, it, it was so powerful to watch that inner exchange. And I could sense like the two sides taking either of their, you know, like I could sense, um, I could sense people taking the girl side, and I can sense people taking the cop side. But um, but at the end of the day, when I went home, and um, the next day when I went home, I got a message saying that one of those officers uh, killed themselves at the Marriott. Um, wow! The very next day. What? Did did you find out if it was that same officer? No, no. Um, and and so uh, we didn't we didn't pursue the matter yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like that, you know, like that's the kind of context that it puts. That's the kind of thing that, like, when I'm editing, and you put everything together. And you paint this picture after for like, it's a two minute scene that went on for 10 minutes and you paint it and you end it with that emotion where you can lead into the culmination of what happened, right? Um, that's powerful. That's, that's, um, that's a human being you know what i mean like that's a human being that just came to portland hung himself like what do you how do you move on from that like how do you how do you just go back to home and 
and get on with your life, um, nine to five job, whatever it is. Like it's not everybody's thing, and 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 it's not supposed to be. But but when you when you get all these cars moving halfway down, imagine you were like hacking and slashing through some thorns halfway through and then you've got cuts right on on your face and arm and legs you can either turn back and come come out and say okay i'm safe or you can keep going until you get to the other side with more bruises and scars and blood and whatever um that's that's what i did and that's the sacrifice that i've made um it's been self-sabotage in a lot of ways uh, in, in doing this documentary, right? So um, I just want it to be worth it. Not in terms of the popularity or the fame or the money or whatever. I just want all of that to be worth something in the end because it's personal enough to me. It's personal that I did this as a service and someone better damn get get the point, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's my wish right um so yeah well i i, I definitely think that someone will get the point <laughs> uh i i think there's just there's too many there's too many as 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 many people as there are that are divided and are their own, own head there's there's a lot of people that are that are introspective and want to see things as they are i mean which is why i'm so passionate behind this project personally is um, you know, when, when Eric first brought it to my attention and, you know, showed me a clip here and there, I, <clears throat> I was so moved by it. I was moved by the fact that, you know, someone had the, and I, and I don't mean this in a negative sense, but the audacity to do this in such a raw, unfiltered way, um, and, and, and have the balls to put themselves in, you know, in like the most dire situations just so that they can capture the essence of what was happening as it was happening, raw and unfiltered with, with, with no agenda and no point of view, right? Because that's, that's what we face today is that everything has some agenda. Anything has some sort of point of view, that that tries to either repel a side or get some or get a side to come and join them, whatever the case may be. But that's what's so fantastic and uh, about what what you guys have created here. And <clears throat> and, you know, at, at, at the end of it all or at the end of the day, the thing is, is that humanity isn't lost. Right. There are going to be there are going to be people that are going to look at this. And they're going to feel the pain and they're going to cry and they're going to rejoice at the same time in, in the sense that there, there are good people out there. I'm not saying that, you know, people on either side are good or bad. I'm saying good in the sense that, that they, they can look at this and they can, they can come to the realization that this is just, this is enough. Like that we, we have to do something it's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's not about if you're left, right, Democrat, Republican. It doesn't matter what your skin color is, how you were born, your race, your ethnicity. Like, I'll tell you something, man. I, I, I was so fortunate to grow up in a world that never saw race or religion. 
And I, I was raised a Muslim, but I went to an all Christian school. And I, in my, in my youth, I was so interested in religion that I spent time in different, <clears throat> different uh, forms of religion. And, and, you know, from Christianity to Judaism, to uh, Buddhism, to uh, whatever, so on and so forth. I just found it so interesting. And so when I came, when I grew up, I, I started seeing like race being a real thing and racism being a real thing. And I'm like, like, I, I know this sounds so silly to say, like, I'm, I'm thinking about it as I'm going to speak and it just sounds so silly, but like, this is literally how I think, which is, I don't understand why the color of someone's skin dictates who they are as a person. Like, I think that's so profoundly fucked up. I, I, I just, <laughs> it makes me laugh because it's so ridiculous, man. It, it, no, isn't it funny? Like, it's, it's, it's funny that you say that because that's where I'm at, right? Where race really isn't a thing for me. I'm never faced by it, ever. Like, someone says something derogatory or whatever, like, <laughs> I will laugh and move on in a way that is just... I don't know. Like, I'll just joke about it later. Right. Um, I remember. I mean, I remember someone calling me the N word um, as I was driving bad and uh, my producer was in the car and she said, I didn't tell you because if I told you, you, you would have like riled that guy up even more. <laughs> right. Because like, it's just mm -hmm. funny to me. It's, it's funny to me. It's not a, it's not anything serious. And, and the thing is that like, I think that um, racism is just one part of a whole long list of biases that mankind have, right? You can, you can tell somebody not to be a racist. You can, you can raise kids not to be racist, but they're going to have all sorts of other biases um, that are going to come up um, throughout their life. And, and it's not about really not being racist for me. It's about being empathetic and it's about not having those biases in general that, that are those judgments in a way that are toxic towards other people, right? Um, and, and that solves everything. It's just that people will compartmentalize one thing or another and say, oh, you're homophobic oh, or you're racist or, or you're this or that or the other. Like that's, that's always what happens. And then you're missing the point, man. Because you can, you can be a gay rights activist and still be racist on the other end. Or I've, you know, I know people that have treated me horribly um, that, that are rooting for one cause or another, you know, some sort of justice. It, it, really, it really is a, it's really a result of like talking and running your mouth before taking a second to think and introspect and and figure yourself out you know i agree i couldn't agree more actually i, I love the way you view the world <clears throat> uh and, and your perspective on it and like you're just making me want to watch this thing even like more like i got but <laughs> when are you releasing it let's talk about that <clears throat> so i'm gonna say it right now but um um it's i mean i guess i've told eric this but not anybody else um we're planning on the 6th of january 2021 wait say that again you mean 2022 2022 yep 6th of january 2022 
wonderful. And, and it's just going to be able to be watched anywhere. Are you, are you like specifically with a network or. So our goal is to distribute it to a place where everybody can watch it. This deserves to be watched. Um, it needs to make some sort of ripple. Um, I don't know what an individual is going to get out of it, but I want it to be impactful in a way where something happens. Right. Um, because these are things that people need to see. So um, my primary goal is to make sure that it is seen by as many people as possible. And, uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to go into hiding. <laughs> I'll have had enough of it. I don't need to hear about the criticism or this or that or the other. But you know what? I've done my deal. Um, I'm off. <laughs> I don't think you should go into hiding, my man. <laughs> That's what I keep telling Eric. Like, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. But uh, no, but uh, yeah. So, oh, are you are you th- are you thinking like a like a self hosted website so that you don't have to be moderated by like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or any of the social networks? No, I'd love to put it on HBO or <coughs> I'd love, yeah, HBO or Netflix would be great. Um, mm. I don't know, but um, you know, somewhere where people actually have access to it. That's that's my main goal. It needs to be out there, and I think because of the kind of content we have. Um, it's going to be fascinating. Oh, I mean, it's very, it's very Netflix worthy. I mean, I would even, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I would look at Netflix, Hulu, Prime. And the stories, man, like <laughs> stories, it's, it's easy to like just riffraff with you about this, this documentary, but like this amount of stories we have from, from the 25th of uh, May all the way to the peak of the summer to the 6th. Um, at the Capitol building to to when uh, the George Floyd the verdict was out. Um, it's incredible. Like it's 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 every time we think that we've got it, we've gotten our eyes open again, right? And and that's the beauty of what this documentary, the process of this documentary is that we didn't have this like corporate timeline where okay, it needs to be done at this point, and then we'll release it. We had the luxury of exploring it in a way where, where we didn't have a timetable. And that was, that's all me. Um, and um, it's not easy dealing with me. Um, I think, I think kudos to Eric for really just letting me do my thing for, for as long as he's done it. And, um, and his, you know, I have tremendous loyalty to him um, in terms of everything he's done and the patience he's had with me and the belief because because we all come from the same, like in our team, we all come from that same same vein of like really wanting to figure out what we want to do to help rather than to say, oh, this is a movie, let's get it out. And that process is not a quick one sometimes. And And finally, we've come down to a, a point where you know we've got the content we need um and now we're now we're uh trying to do some post um in getting it all together what we really need to harness in in life are those things like your childhood traumas and things like that where there's a selfish need to understand it and expose it but through that you get a real raw determination to do good. An example would be if, if you've had a bad childhood in terms of, you know, not having a father or whatever, and now you're a father and you want to be the best father you can be, right? Yes, absolutely. That's your calling. Do it. 
because that that trauma as a child is going to make you the best father you ever know and and so it's always a balance of of understanding something from your childhood or or whatever trauma you faced within your life and saying you know what this is why this is why I want to do this thing and, and and serve the world in one way or another. It's not about like glamorizing it or saying, you know, I'm a good guy and this is this and the other. No, it's it's about like, it's about really introspecting and understanding the shit you went through and saying, I don't want anybody else to go through this shit again, right? Or to help other people understand it that are in your shoes. And if everybody has that drive in figuring out whatever small, small things that they have that can really push the world forward, then we'd be in a better place. But that again is in, intertwined with like, you, look at, look at when I talk about, when we talked about like how extremism is everywhere, right? Um, that's also a thing. People use that kind of trauma and they go overboard, right? Um, so it's a fine balance. It's a, it's a balance in understanding it. You cannot just take some trauma and then, and then convert it into this thing that you're just gung ho about without taking a, without taking a, some room to breathe. Um I was, um, I mean, I was an engineer coming into this country. Um, I didn't get to be an artist. And and this thing stood inside me for so long before I said, you know, screw it. And I got a job at a coffee shop um, for several months. And then I was a filmmaker since. But um, but you got to have that gentleness about it to really take time to understand things that make you you so that you can move forward into the world and, and make a real difference. That's beautifully said. I almost want to end it there because it was so well said. But I, I do want to say... I think uh, if if more people were to think along those lines, I think we tend to be we tend to be almost we almost feel like wrong for being selfish because you were saying something about like let let those you know we're talking about ego and being selfish. Like for me, <clears throat> I understand that you can't be selfless unless you're selfish, and and by that I mean you can't take care of other people unless you take care of yourself first, right? And 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 you know, and then the other thing is like you were saying, like to really be gentle with understanding like who you are like you came into this world you came into this country as as an engineer you decided to put that aside get a job at a coffee shop and start your journey of filmmaking you know there's this old saying that when you make a plan god laughs and i think that has a lot of merit to understanding that like you can you can set your goals and you can have all these visions and you can you can journal every day and and you can follow through with whatever it is that you want to be. And you may achieve those things, but it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you were destined to be. That doesn't mean that that's what you were put on this earth to become and to share. And it's like, if you truly know yourself and, and, and you listen to that voice inside of you, like for you, it's that creativity that just had to be explored. And imagine if you didn't, you know, there's a good chance that maybe this wouldn't have been the way that it should have been or or that it would have ever been in the first place. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 that 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 level of like that that selfishness, I just want to talk about the I want to go back to the selfishness you were talking about. Um really selfishness itself, when when we talk about it that way, it's really just accepting the fact that you're a human being, right? That, that acceptance goes a long way. Like I have sacrificed so much and I've lost so much doing this documentary. Um, and, you know, personally, and, 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 and I've been extremely selfish. Um, and, 
and that's it. Like that's a that's a that's a consequence of my trauma. Um, and and knowing that and understanding that and being okay about the fact that you're not perfect and that you may be wrong. That's what really moves the world forward, right? I mean, like imagine people thought that way on on the ground, on um, you know, downtown as as the protests were going on, like just checking a little bit and double checking to make sure like they're not going overboard, um, or or they're not just lashing out at at one party or another um, in ways that are just inhuman. Um, so yeah i uh i think i think connecting with yourself as that imperfect human being is the first step forward intellectualizing something is really just a cheap thrill in the moment you know because, right because maybe maybe the wise will get it right but we don't really quite change from intellectualizing anything you'll say you'll nod and you'll agree <clears throat> And then we'll move on. And a week later, you don't even remember it. So the point of this documentary is to really just make people experience something because it's really a revelation. Like we've, we've had revelations through all this, this shit, right? Inhaling tear gas and, and getting infusions because, because we, we were, our blood was probably way too toxic. And, um, and, and just understanding things, not because of a debate, not because, you know, of something somebody said, but just experiencing it with your mouth shut and, <clears throat> and coming to terms with how the world is, right? And, and that's why the documentary is called Revelations in Teargas. Really, Revelations in Teargas is all about just making a ripple in the pond yeah, and, and hoping that we can move a couple steps forward than just one step every three years. You know what I mean? Um, That's being generous. A couple steps, one step every three years is being very generous. I would say every decade at the very least is what it seems like it's been, but cool, man. Revelations and tear gas. This was great to be able to see your point of view you know, touched on a little bit of your story and how it's all kind of intertwined. And really, it seemed like this was meant to happen for you. It it wasn't by accident. That's why I I felt like the film and I have so much in common, including the people that came on board onto the film after the fact. Um, It just runs in our blood in that that inquisitive nature, right? Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so... It's funny when you can relate a story in your childhood or in your real life into the film directly and vice versa, about, you know, with a lot of these things. Um, it's been an experience and it's been eye-opening, uh, not just about the world, but about myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm really grateful for, I think, out of all of this. I love it, man. Thank you so much for your time. This has been beautiful. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. And I hope it, I hope this went well. And um I hope you can use it. And if you can't, no hard feelings. Oh, no, no, I, I, I can. Absolutely. This, there's, there's a lot to be taken from what you have said, what has been said here. The, like my biggest takeaway is from, from, from listening to you is really knowing thyself and having the patience and 
and the gentleness to be able to listen to that voice inside that maybe you're shutting out because you work at corporate America or because your spouse or your parents are telling you that that's not something that you can pursue, or maybe because the way the society is set up that you feel whatever it is that is deep within you is, is the wrong thing. You know, like that's, that's huge. That's huge for me. And I'm sure for a lot of people and they can relate to that and maybe that'll inspire some to, to listen to that inner voice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And you're welcome. And, and another thing is that like, it's about not really, it's also about not really papering over the cracks. Right. Um, yes. Or telling yourself something that you're not, or, or lying to yourself so that you can move on uh, to something else. Or um, it's about really being honest with yourself, <clears throat> not just being honest with yourself, but being okay, being yourself. And, um, and I think that's, that's, you know, that comes around full circle into you being a better human being and moving forward. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. Go to habitsofthefew.com. 